artistic glaciers. I don't know. And welcome to another episode of the Mickey Dudes Podcast. I'm your host, Dave Koch. Joined today from Houston, Texas, with our producer extraordinaire, Jeff Williams. Flash photography, I wouldn't. That alters the homing signal, and that's not good. From, I guess, Florida now. Uh, kind of jumping around the country. Uh, we have, uh, from Daytona, our very own, and Resort Loop's own, Joe Quattrochi. For those that just joined us, aloha and welcome aboard. And joining us again, we have another special treat. I guess it's, uh, I guess you can say the treat would be a cookie because from Wish Upon a Cookie, we have Tori Liebchen. It's kind of fun to do the impossible. Yes. <laughs> awesome. By the way, so Dave, that was all... the first time I've actually had like a tagline. I said, yeah, I'm going to start doing a tagline. <laughs> yeah, we had this conversation like at your house years. a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah, it's true. But I, it, it's only been like three years since I've been on a show, right? Like, I need to start like having like a legitimate tagline. So, yeah, this is true. Now, if we can only get one for uh, who is that? The uh, the gorilla guy, uh, Jeff. No, not Jeff. Uh, Tim. <laughs> Tim. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I, I know, I know the guys who I work with. You know, um, who's that? Uh, the other host, uh, Rat? No, Pat. Okay, yeah. <laughs> All right. And uh, speaking of uh, speaking of Pat and his sultry voice, I'm uh, relaxing tonight, uh, kind of winding down the day with a nice cup of Joffrey's, making me crazy. This one has hints of caramel, a bit of Kahlua in it. It's just one of those that usually, by the end of the day, it kind of makes me just uh relaxed i'm one of those people that can drink caffeine right before i go to bed and still just sleep like a log but uh it's also a very good uh, coffee that i use um this flavor to uh, wake up in the mornings i have it by um, my side the first two periods of the day when teaching and my kids know that if they don't see me with a cup of co coffee in my hand I'm useless in the morning, so they know to wait till I have my coffee to ask me anything. <laughs> yeah, it was nice. I had I had a Joffrey's a couple of weeks ago, and I went to uh, Disney Springs, and uh, with Jen, we went for like lunch, and um, we're walking around, and Joffrey's was finally open. There, I was just like, let's get an iced coffee, and it's one of those things. I'm not a huge coffee drinker, Dave. You know that. Um, you know, even when you're at my house, I didn't have the coffee pot out or anything for you, but uh, you know, it's one of those things that, like, when we're in Disney, I'm like, you know what? It's one of those things that it's, we always have a nice coffee, and it was it, that was the one thing I was actually really looking forward to, and I enjoyed it quite much. So, it was nice to uh, have that good, uh, you know, iced coffee, iced Joffrey's coffee, walking around Disney Springs. It was uh, a little bit of normalcy per se. So, nice. And were you staying on property then? No, 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 not, not yet. So this was this was a few weeks ago. Um, I actually met a. Uh, 
I sold my motorcycle exhaust to a person from Tampa. We met uh, right outside Disney Springs in Orlando. He was actually bringing his family there as well. So I uh, sold the exhaust to him. And then Jen and I went and had lunch over at, uh, over at Disney Springs and had the iced coffee as well. We were there for about an hour or two. I just kind of walked around a little bit. It was okay. You know, things were still on, still shut down, you know, but that was a few weeks ago. So. And if you were staying there, how would you be staying usually? Well, if I was staying there, I would definitely be staying at a DVC property since that's the only things that are open right now, Dave. Um, but yeah, I would be definitely staying at DVC. And if you're interested in DVC, head over to uh, DVCresalemarket.com. Our friends over there. Um, right now, DVC is more important than ever if you're trying to stay on property since it's the only things that open. But uh, DVC Resale Market, uh, they have, they've been, I think they set records last year for the most uh, contracts uh, sold. Uh, they've, they've been in uh, the business for over five years. We've had them on the show here before. They're fantastic, trustworthy. They know what they're doing. Their website is easy to use. Uh, their app is easy to use. Um, and honestly, you know, going forward with this craziness, not knowing you know, what hotels are going to be open and what's not going to be open, DVC, you know, is, is open and ready to go. So uh, if you're interested in a resale contract, uh, check out our friends over at DVCresellMarket.com. Tell them the Mickey Dude sent you. Sent you. And uh, they're great people to work with. So, but yes, Dave, if I was staying on property, um, I would be staying DVC. It's funny you said that because Jennifer tonight, my wife, said she's like, she's itching to stay to get like at least like one night at the Polynesian. So we're actually going to see if we could find a random night during the week or whatever. See if we could find a studio at the Poly just to stay one night, just to, to hang out. So we'll see. Uh, she dropped that on me about two hours ago during dinner. So <laughs> I got I to work on that now. So I guess we're using our points in other ways. But I've uh, been longer trips, but yeah, so. Excellent. You had me worried for a second because I was trying to give you a um, an opening into uh, that commercial and you just didn't take it first. I I'm listen, like, mm. I was I was so excited about talking about the coffee, you know, because I did enjoy that that I didn't. <laughs> and I was like, oh, <laughs> listen, I'm a little slow tonight. It's been a little it's, it's you know, well, you are from Jersey, so I am from Jersey. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. Sorry. I, I'm from North Jersey, too. But uh, it's been, you know, it's been, it's been the last two weeks have been crazy, man. It's just been, I don't know what's going on, but like with, with my job and just everything going on, it's been, it's been crazy, just busy. And I'm just, I'm a little off for tonight. I'm a little off right now. So if I, if I'm speaking a little out of turn, I apologize about that in advance. So you can say you're off kilter? A little bit. Yeah. I guess you can say Did you that, see yeah. what I just did there? That's a nice segue there, buddy. So. We're not talking about yeah. Well, we are. We well, we, well, are. we we will be. Well, maybe some of you might be going to Canada because we're going to be talking. We're going to be in Epcot today. But before that, I'd also um like to welcome our special guest uh, Tori over. And Tori, uh, just uh, for our uh, listeners, can you tell us a little bit about your company, uh, Wish Upon a Cookie? Uh, yeah, no problem. Uh, my girlfriend and I started a company. Uh, where we make fully customizable decorated sugar cookies, uh, where we can make any shape, size, decoration, color, um, pretty much anything you can think of, we can absolutely do it. Um, so it's just a nice thing where you're not completely locked in for the normal, I guess bad example, but cookie cutter of plain cookies, and you can actually make anything that you think of. Nice. All right. So tonight, we actually had you on because, um, one... We really enjoyed having you on two weeks ago, and two, we actually had to scrap a segment that got messed up due to uh, technical difficulties, so we wanted to re-shoot uh, it tonight. And the other reason, too, is because we are going to be talking 
Disney culinary delights, and we figured, why not have you on being a gourmet chef? Well, thank you. Welcome. All right, so a lot of you are familiar with our um, train wreck of Disney snack crawls where I uh, give everybody a $15 limit and they go around to all they go around the parks and have to uh, stay within the $15 limit and get uh, get three snacks. Uh, T- Tim Sweska calls it my Batan Death March. But with that said, those kind of are hilarious, but inflation's going up now. So what we're going to do right now is we're going to pretend money is no, no object, and we're going to revisit our snack crawls. But instead of actually doing a snack crawl, gentlemen, I'm going to ask you now, because we did that We did that about maybe, what was it, uh, three years ago, four years ago at this point? How many years has it been? Been a long time, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I think we started in 2015. So, yeah, wow, five years. So that was that was one of the originals. So it's it's been a while, and things at Epcot have changed. Menus have changed. So what we're gonna do today, instead of a snack crawl, what we're gonna do is talk about our top three favorite snacks in all of Epcot. We'll we'll do a first round. Which will be our number, which will be our number three, and we'll kind of just we'll kind of just rank them from bronze all the way up to our gold snack, in that way. So, going around, we're gonna go with our guests first. So, if you were to rank your top three snacks, Tori, what would be your third snack that you would go? What would hit get third place for you? Uh, for me, third place would probably uh, go to Germany, and get the caramel s'mores. From the uh, from the caramel shop where you watch them make the popcorn, um, and I love s'mores, so two for two for me. That is an ama- that is an amazing little shop. Uh, fun fact about the Carmel Cluche is that it is the um, center for um, all of the uh, Werther's original Christmas uh, commercials that they do. When they show the shop, they're actually shooting it in Epcot. Wow. Well, well, Dave, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump ahead. I'm gonna piggyback on what Tori said because great minds think alike because we're both from North Jersey. Uh, <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna jump ahead because I also picked for my bronze. I picked anything at Caramel Kush because I love Werther's <laughs> Originals. I love caramel, and like whenever I walk in there, my mouth, like you know, the back of your mouth, it just starts watering, and I'm just like. I, I just I have to walk out immediately because I'll probably get immediately fat that like I want to buy everything in there. But honestly, there's nothing in there I don't like. I as I've gotten older, I've grown to love caramel so much more. It's like it's amazing how like your taste buds will change. And the things when you're a kid that you really liked that I don't really like so much anymore. The caramel, I just can't get enough of it, dude. So it's like <laughs> I'm just gonna jump the gun. I'm gonna say anything. It's like caramel cushion in, in Epcot in Germany is my bronze pick. I love it so. Okay, well, I'm going to uh, kind of pull a chuck and sheet a bit here. So (laughs) with that said, I'm going to uh, suggest two menu items from there that you might be able to um, enjoy and maybe want to check out the next time you're at uh, Epcot. You know, in this day and age, you know, to be able to get a ticket into Epcot is just a um, miracle in itself at the moment. But don't get me started on that. 
Uh, but aside from the famous popcorn that you can get, the caramel corn, uh, I like the salted caramel squares over there. They're definitely one of the highlights that show just how um, awesome that shop is. But you could also get the boozy ones now, too. They actually have uh, caramels with the... Uh, Little uh, little shots of booze inside of them. They put them in with they put them in with a little eyedropper, and then they just kind of squeeze them in, and then you take your bite, and you get a you get a shot of liqueur. All right, so it's a little bonus on the inside of that. Yes, yes, it is. Definitely worth definitely worth a visit to. Jeff, what about you? Oh man, for that third place uh, spot, I'm definitely gonna do. Uh, no, keep in mind. Uh, we all kind of ebb and flow with our snack favorites over the years, especially Epcot, since there's a lot to choose from. So I guess the the, the flavor of the day for me, so to speak, is uh, a nice fresh um, crepe from the the crepe uh, stand outside in France. Um, I I don't know what it was why I skipped this. Uh, maybe it's because usually it's very busy and get, has a line, uh, but. Crepes are, are one of my favorite things in the world to eat. I mean, I make fresh crepes at home, and it's it's uh, it's a it's a wonderful thing. Let me tell you. But to to be smelling that stuff, uh, oh my gosh, it's so good. Uh, so now I just I just tough it tough it out. I even stood in the rain this last last trip. I stood in the rain with our whole family. We're like, we're getting these crepes, man. I'm getting them. I'm not leaving without a crepe. Now, are you getting your like strawberry Nutella sweet variety, or are you getting your savory variety? So, uh, here's the thing. Also, uh, I refuse. Now, my, my kids never uh, listen to me, so they get whatever they want. But um, I forced them the first time to get just the straight up, uh, just straight up butter and sugar. Man, there's nothing better than a fresh crepe with butter and sugar. I, I don't need any anything else inside it, and it's just so freaking good. Um, so that's kind of how I go. See, I've always, I have tried that one. I did live in France for the summer of 2012. So my, my, uh, love of crepes came from just enjoying really good, uh, Parisian, uh, street food. But, uh, with me, I'm more of the savory guy. You know, anytime I go, I have to like, I have to either get like the Gruyere and ham or sometimes they'll do, sometimes they'll do a, um, even though they are in France, they'll actually do a caprese uh, crepe with uh, nice. fresh mozzarella nice. and um, tomato, fine ripened tomatoes. Sometimes they'll even throw a little bajuto on it. So it's like every time I see that, I'm like, I, I can't uh, pass it up. And thank you for pronouncing all of those words pr- uh, properly, Dave. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> well, it, get corrected. Prego. So it's, rel- <laughs> it's relative because... We're we're all kind of in a weird limbo right now. I, I know Ratatouille is supposed to open sometime in the summer. Well, it is summer now. I know under the uh, situation, we're probably not going to get that. But uh, at the same time, the the brand new La Creperie de Paris is supposed to open, right? Um, so it'll be interesting to have a whole restaurant based on crepes, and so I'm excited to have all that. <laughs> Especially if you get to watch, you know, make watch them make them in person too. You know, what I'm saying they make a little show out of it. Yeah. Because I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm not a, a chef or a pastry chef, whatever. But you know, it's such, such a thin. I don't know. I watched like Gordon Ramsay do it. It doesn't look very easy. So you know, <laughs> I can barely flip an egg properly. So. 
All right. So then I guess we're going to go to mine. Uh, so for number three, as I said, I am a uh, savory guy. So I'm going to have to go over to uh, Future World West, where uh, the land is. And right over between the land and the Imagination Pavilion is a little popcorn stand. And they have different flavored popcorns. You can get like a buffalo, a buffalo uh, powdered. Uh, I was going to say buffalo chicken, but it's a buffalo uh, flavored popcorn. You can get uh, sour cream and chive. You can get a cheese one. I'm personally a fan of the sour cream and chive. Yeah, absolutely. One that is definitely a um, a must do whenever I'm in Future World. A lot of times I kind of just just bypass Future World because hey, I'm a local now, so. There's no way I'm, I'm parking in that front uh, lot. I'm basically coming in through the uh, International Gateway and going drinking in the um, World Showcase. So, But definitely the, definitely the popcorn is key. Yeah, I, I hope they, that that kiosk, once you know, the future world is turned into whichever neighborhoods are going to be called. I keep forgetting the names. Uh, Discovery and whatever the other one is. Um, I just hope that that kind of still fits in the theming. I hope they still have that there. I'd like to see them expand it to even some additional flavorings. I do like the sour cream um, popcorn. I mean, it's colorful. It's different. Um, but it'd be nice to come up with some other flavors as well. I mean, if you go to your grocery store, there's all kinds of cool things out there. So, you know, it would definitely be a good seller. I mean, for all of the popcorn that's sold in Disney World, that's like the one place I can think of off the top of my head that has the flavored popcorn. And it's very popular. So definitely a market there for it. They, uh, they want to go down that road. Now, um, do you really think those neighborhoods are going to come to pass now with everything going on? I mean, they're, I think they're, I mean, Jeff, you, you always seem to have your finger on the pulse more with this stuff than the rest of us. But I mean, I think that they're kind of committed to the names. So I think they'll, they'll change the names, right? But they maybe won't be completely what they imagined it. But, um, Right? I mean, I think they're going to yeah. stay. I mean, they, they want to get rid of Future World. They want to get rid of that name. Um, yeah, Mo Moana is happening, The fount whatever the fountain thing. So because that's going to be there, I mean, obviously the, the wheels are in motion. And they definitely got rid of or are getting rid of or finishing Communicore. It's, it's, it's gone. So they're going to have to do something to segregate all these different lands. Now, they're not going to go vertical. There's no chance in the world they're going to do that elevated... Uh, weird the, thing the, the yeah. festival center which i think is maybe a blessing in disguise first right but. right and it, that was just going to be a you know let's be honest it's just going to be a vip thing anyway but um but anyway they they're going to open up spaces to put more food booths basically <laughs> <laughs> we got giant uh, food i don't know <laughs> <laughs> too much of a good thing it's not always a good thing but you know i don't know yeah all righty. Well, let's move on to round two. Tori, where are you going and what are you getting? Uh, we're going to leave Germany and go to Japan and get the Kakigori Blue Shaved Ice. Ooh. Nice. Ooh, nice. You know, now, question. usually 900 degrees, so having 13 pounds of shaved ice and blue food coloring is always a nice thing. Will you be getting the sweetened milk or condensed milk uh, topping on that or just straight up ice? Um, if it's Michelle, no. But if it's me, absolutely. 
Now, Dave, I'm if not... I'm not mistaken, we've done a lot of these, you know, these these snack crawls. It's kind of like what we're known for. I don't think I've ever remember anybody ever getting a snack like that from Japan. <laughs> I mean, this might be. I don't hard. think on the show. I think that I I believe that when we were all together in Epcot, when we were uh, watching uh, Tim do his little uh, yes, correct yeah. challenge, I got thirsty and I got myself a cherry kakigori. But I'm saying, but on the show, I believe that's no. never really been a. Uh, oh, I've definitely like mentioned. This. I've definitely mentioned kakigori for sure. In fact, I was uh, gonna right. I was gonna pick it in this round, but I'm gonna give that up to Tori. <laughs> well, thank you. And the blue one, are you are you talking? Uh, what what flavor is blue? I don't. Know. I mean, blue. I mean, blue's flavor is blue, but I think it's supposed to be blue raspberry. Oh, okay. It's like a blue, like a blue icy. Yeah, <laughs> blue. I, all of them are good. I I think I I go with melon, um, and I think it's the green one. <laughs> yeah, I always I always go with the cherry one, but um, the blue actually nowadays. Uh, do you guys remember the old Marino's Italian ices that you Absolutely. had? Absolutely. Okay, yes. what about what about you, Jeff? Did they have those in uh, Texas or no, Oklahoma or wherever? No, no. Uh, my kids introduced me to um, uh, Bahama Bucks. By the way, there's a Bahama Bucks there in Orlando. Um, we stopped by there. Uh, it's it's over by um, uh, Sun Sunset uh, Plaza or whatever it's called, Dave. You know, next to Margaritaville. Mm-hmm. Um, fabulous, and it's basically. It's just like all these other famous shaved ice places. I mean, it's super fine ice, and I mean, you can't go wrong. And they have all and, the same thing. It's the the cream and all that. And Jeff, Corey, not, do you not, remember the Do you remember the uh, Marino's Italian ices? I do not. Okay, uh, so uh, Joe, you do. And now they had a blue one called Blue Gilletti for some reason. And every time I see it now, all I can all I can call it is Blue Gennetti. <laughs> Well, yeah, because I remember, I remember you used to eat that. You were like essentially like everything. It was like the darkest blue food coloring ever. And like, and then was... you would get the bottom. You would get to the bottom, and you would flip it over, and it would all crystallize at the bottom, and all, yep. the ice would be crunchy on the yeah. Yeah, nice. That yeah, was that a was... big. That was that was a big. I remember growing up as a kid. We belonged to this like a community pool, and they only got a snack bar there. And that was like the one thing was those froze fruit pops. And the uh, Marino's Italian ice. I remember we used to walk around as a kid, and like I used to get my allowance for, for doing my chores, and I would just sit there, we just scrape it with the little, little little wooden spoon, and I would just be covered in blue, yeah, like, you know, blue or <laughs> red or whatever. And it was just like, yeah, it's like <laughs> that makes me feel old. I'm kind of reminiscing about you know eating an Italian ice with a kid, but they still have them in the stores now. I mean, they're still in you know they're in Publix, whatever, and. Yeah, they're, they're they're still out there. No, I think they're Luigi's now. I think Luigi's like a big. They one. do have Luigi's, but I wonder if I was to actually go over to Publix and and request that they order me the, a bag of Marinos. They probably would do it because I I couldn't find Elio's Pizza when I moved down here, and I asked them to get me Elio's, and they did. So I'll tell you, Publix is fantastic. So Publix is amazing. If, if they could do it, they probably would. Yes. I, I did want to jump real quick, and that's just to switch gears a little bit. Jeff, you talked about Margaritaville. I was just down uh, a week or two ago. I was playing golf at Orange Lake. My parents have a time show there, and I, I like to play the courses there when I don't play the Disney courses. And I took a little bit of extra time to take a look around the area, and it's crazy how much of that area of 192. I remember years ago my parents per, first bought at Orange Lake. There was nothing there. And now they just built up so much around there. It's just incredible all the different stores that are there and restaurants and snack places. It's like if you've got a car and you're you don't mind leaving the bubble, there's a lot of good stuff over in that area by Margaritaville and by Orange Lake Resort. Like I mean they've really done a really good job over there. Yeah. It's amazing. 
I just wanted to throw my two cents about you were talking about you went over there, so I was surprised as well. But... Awesome. So. All right. So with that said, Joe, where are you going for your second uh, second ice, second snack? Well, so, uh, my my silver is going to be just the gelato carton Italy. I mean, as, a, as an Italian from Jersey, you know, there's nothing, nothing better than a scoop of gelato after you know after dinner, like a nice little walk around the promenade. So. Um, it's something I don't get normally, like around here, like when I'm in Daytona or even back in Jersey, I didn't do it too much. I try to keep certain things as treats that I don't have all the time. Even for an example, I don't drink a lot of the grapefruit beer when I'm home because when I go to Germany and Epcot, I like to have the Schoffenhofer or however you say it. I like to have it there. So gelato is one of, gelato is one of those things that I like to have when I'm in, when I'm in Epcot, when I'm in Italy, I like to go to the little the, the cart, you know, the restaurant, have it there. So, uh. That's what I'm going with. It's just, it's refreshing. It's, uh, like I said, it's, just, it's a nice treat for me. And uh, I, I, it's something I just, I enjoy. I mean, it's, as I get older, I enjoy the small things in life. And a nice, uh, a nice cup of gelato is, uh, yeah, nothing wrong with that. Beautiful. Awesome. All right. So, Jeff, where are you going? Well, uh, keeping it on the popcorn theme. So, uh, I would definitely, uh, and I've said so on this podcast, went with the Caramel Kitchen from Germany. Um, there's something just, um, I don't know, emotional about the caramel <laughs> the caramel popcorn there. <laughs> it is very good. But but my latest flavor, uh, maybe because I'm usually on the way out that direction or, or whatever the reason being, but I'm just, I'm hooked on the, the Canadian... Um, uh, maple popcorn right now. I don't know. It's just something. It's it's. They say maple popcorn. I mean, don't that let that it, don't emphasize maple too much. Basically, it's like kettle corn if you're familiar with that that flavor and that um, that feel. But anyway, I just there's something about that sweet salty that I just <laughs> I just get can't get enough of, and it's usually easy access. There's never anybody in line for that card either, so uh, that's easy for me. Whereas uh, Caramel Kush, you could, uh, it's hit and miss, man. I'll, I'll get up there and it'll be, you know, 30 people in line. So it's it's kind of harder to get in sometimes, but still can't get, can't uh, argue the the love of Caramel Popcorn. <laughs> it's like, it's like going to a baseball game, man, like, or a hockey game or whatever. You know, popcorn just, it's like even hot dogs too. Certain foods are just better in certain places. And I don't eat a ton of popcorn, but like when I'm at a baseball game, you know, I'm at City Field or I'm at the Meadowlands or, you know, Prudential Center watch the Devil game. You know, I like to get, you know, a little bit of popcorn. Disney's the same way, man. It's like you just it's, you smell that popcorn. It doesn't matter if it's one of the ones you know, Dave was talking about or the, the, the popcorn you're talking about, Jeff, you know, yeah. or the regular stuff. It's just like you just like I got to have some. I, I mean, I won't buy the giant bucket and refill them. I won't eat that much. But it's something I just like to nosh on and enjoy. It's, I don't know. It's always better there than it is, you know, when you're home. Let me tell you something. Uh, every time I we were going around there, no matter what condition we're in, if we just ate, if we whatever, we're saving for something else. I have to since I'm just walking by there, I grab some popcorn from the the maple popcorn from Canada. And of course, everybody I'm with is like, "Nah, no thanks, no problem." And five minutes later, as I'm chomping it down, there's like they start diving in, and pretty soon that stuff's gone. So no matter, yeah, we, we get some, man. We get some. You yeah, know, we try that every time. <laughs> I'm trying to think if I ever even eaten in Canada besides 
Dave, you had to. How many times you've been to the parks? I'm sure you've had something somewhere. <laughs> well, I've been to La Cellier, and obviously, I used to used to when it was available. Get my La Fin du Monde. Don't don't get me started on that. But I don't think I've ever like bought a snack inside of Joffrey's cart, Canada. Yeah, but I don't count that because that's off to the side. It's technically in between Canada. True. So, and it's. I'm not a big pastry person, so I'm usually just getting a drink, and it's usually yeah. one of the uh, drinks to be able to tweet out to um, our listeners that show what they're offering during the festival. So, yeah, yeah, but I don't think I've ever actually, you know, they talk about all the maple candy and the make and the maple popcorn over there. I don't think I've ever tried it. Good stuff. I think maybe I might have at one point took one of the bottles of syrup. That somebody bought me, um, the ones that are like the uh, maple leaf uh, shape. Yeah. And I might have just chugged it, like trying to do my impression of Super Troopers. <laughs> you know, go rabbit on your mother. But aside from that, I don't think I've ever uh, I don't think actually done anything, any type of snack while in Epcot in Canada. So I got to try that one of these days. But I digress because... While you're in Canada, I'm going to be across the lagoon over in Mexico, and I'm going to La Cava del Tequila, and I'm getting their chips and queso blanco because it goes so well with a nice margarita. It stands well on its own. It's uh, anytime you're just kind of just hanging out at La Cava del Tequila, it, it, La Cava del Tequila just reminds me of friends. I've had some good times with a whole bunch of people around there, and... It's just one of those things that just, it rem, every time I eat it, it reminds me of a Disney family gathering. It's also a great way, Dave, because that place is so packed at all the time, let you loiter a little bit, Laura, since you've got food. Yes. They don't try to rush, they don't try to rush you out of there so fast. You can See, soak up a little I, bit of the alcohol and stay a little longer. I just drop a couple of names and then I get in, I get in a little uh, quicker. That's true. Yeah. There are some great. There are some great people that work there. Like obviously, we have all mutual friends that are friends with some of the cast members there, and they have some great. There's a lot of great cast members that do work uh, at La Cava. So uh, yeah, it's good times over there. Well, some of them run when they hear your name, but uh, aside from that, it's yeah, yeah, another yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a conversation for another day. Yes, yes, it is. Alrighty, so I'm ready for the gold medal round. I'm starving. Let's talk about yes, the gold so medal our sil our silver was some great picks. Oh, and by the way, I'm gonna let you guys give your uh, honorable mentions if you decide to too. So, uh, but yeah, before we go to our gold medal, if you have an honorable honorable mention, mention that now. Tori, you have one? Of course. Um, I mean, this should have been everybody's number one anyway, but um, it obviously isn't. So my honorable mention would be a Dole Whip. Okay, and you can definitely get that over at um, refresh Refreshment Port. Joe, do yeah, you have gonna, a... Yeah, I, I would say just, you know, the, the pretzels over in Germany. Oh, uh, nice. I, I mean, like, that's always a go-to as well. Um, there's usually not usually a crazy line for it, and a lot of times we're getting the great for beer at the same time. So, uh, yeah, that's my, definitely my honorable mention. It would be the giant pretzels over in uh, Germany. Jeff, do you have a... Uh, Honorable mention? Uh, sure. I mean, normally they're marketed as uh, cronuts, but in Disney's uh, terminology, it's just a, 
um, croissant donut, but uh, that's that's probably my honorable mention. I, I can't that, those I can't go wrong with those. Mine is going to be the rice cream over at Kringle Og Cafe in uh, Norway. It's a it's a uh, basically just it's an it's a a uh, fancy way of saying rice pudding with... Uh, oh, that sounds good, man. Yeah. Why it have has, I not uh, seen that? A lot of times they try to market it as a uh, Christmas item, but you can get it all year round because it, it's it's always it's always out there. It was, they're known in that store for their cloudenberry horns and their uh, and their rice cream. It's, it's, it's topped with a... Uh, I guess it's a strawberry jam. It's uh, and of course the skull bread is the other thing that they're known for over there. But all right, Dave. The next time we're in Epcot together, you got to remind me because I'm a huge rice pudding kind of guy. So you got to you got to remind me to to try that. It's a there's a little bit more of it's a different consistency. I'm assuming than like a traditional Greek rice pudding, but uh, nah, it's right. definitely so it's, it's definitely good. You'll you'll you'll, same, you'll really like it. It's in the same yes. lane. So. You will re- you will really like it. I'll be down with that. So. Cool. <laughs> They're awesome. All right. And now we're going to hit into the gold medal round. And Tori, what is your go-to snack in Epcot? Uh, my go-to snack every time we go to Epcot happens to be around food and wine. So I'm going to New Zealand and I'm getting a spicy lamb meatball with their tomato chutney. Nice. I was wondering if anybody was going to use the uh, festival loophole. Yeah. You did not disappoint. And did you ever have this? No, I mean, it sounds really good, though. I'm not a huge lamb guy. Like, I have it, I pick my spots at a certain times. Although, Tori has, like, a more of a better palate than me, I'm sure, because the industry is around, so. <laughs> but, you know. Um, but it sounds good, I mean. I mean, I'm, I'm a carnivore. I eat Tori, do you know if, if they've announced any of those booths yet or, or what we're getting? Um, I recently, I looked up last week. I haven't checked super recently, um, but I don't know about the booths, especially with everything being so up in the air. I don't know if they'd want to spoil everybody and break their hearts. Right. Well, if they have the New Zealand booth, I'll definitely check it out. That's that's awesome sounding. It's just crazy. Speaking of food and wine, guys, how long the festival's going to run this year? But, like, it's going to run longer, but, like, is it going to be traditionally like what it is? Because it's like... With the new, I mean, now, Dave, have you heard with the new restrictions? Like, I mean, are they still going to be able to sell alcohol at Epcot or along with the booths? Because the one thing I've seen is, like, if you sell food here, like, you can still sell alcohol. Okay, so, like, so food booths, my I mean, understanding, and this is and this is coming from uh, this is coming from Dan, who actually had to, um, in some way, help enforce this when they had to close the bars. Is if you're and this is all over Florida. If 50% of your revenue comes from alcohol, you have to close. Okay. Oof. So, I'm not sure how it would. I'm not sure how it would uh, work with the kiosk since it's not a. Um, it's a freestand. It's a freestanding building that nobody gathers inside of. So, who knows? I'm sure there's all different types of loopholes around that. So yeah, they gotta find. They gotta find a loophole on that. So. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I, I was thought, curious about that. I thought the loophole was to go orders are fine. So in, in this case, it's kind of like you said. It's it's like everything's a to go order. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Yeah. 
Well, that's well, that's how the that's how restaurants are getting around it because yeah, they are selling food and everything, and if they can prove that they're they make more money on food, they will uh, definitely be able to um, get around it. Now, now think about this real quick, and I, I mean, I don't want to talk too much about food and wine because that's not where that's not the lane we're in tonight. But think about this, you know, with the limited capacity of the parks, you know, reopening, you know, think about how. If you're lucky enough to, now I know it's not going to be great wearing a mask and all that stuff. Everybody knows it's, it's not the best, it's not the greatest thing ever to do. But if you're lucky enough to get a Epcot reservation during Food and Wine with the limited capacity, how much? And if and as long as the booths are all fully opening, like they didn't like they're at like full capacity, how much better that experience will be by not like fighting your way around like <laughs> the World Showcase Promenade, you know? Because there's nothing worse than waiting like 25 minutes in line for like a small little thing. You're just like, oh man, I'm holding everybody up. They really want this. You know, if it's at limited capacity, you know, you can space out a little bit. You know, you don't have to use, all, you know, you can maybe use something besides a trash can as a table. I mean, it might be so, like a weird yeah. dynamic. It might be good. I mean, I get to, I, I get to report back to you because I will be there on the 15th, but um, when it opens. But uh, Lentesto is throwing down some numbers on their, uh, the, their podcast uh, with Jim Hill. And, um, you know, they're, they're estimating that at the start, Disney's, probably going with a um, 10% rule um, to, to get the ball rolling. Um, if you estimate, he was estimating uh, Epcot to be 100,000 max, 10% would be 10,000. Uh, the fact that it opens at 11, uh, I got a feeling that because it is food and wine directly at the very beginning, um, it's going to be 10,000 people going directly, basically don't, do not pass go and go into the booth possibly. Um, I don't know. I could be wrong, but um, it, that being said, I don't know. It, it still might get kind of crowded, especially when you're social distancing cues and that that sort of thing. And I don't think sure. I think it's a limited amount of booths this time. Uh, I thought I thought I saw 15 somewhere, say 15, which I don't know. That's that's not a heck of a lot, but that's like the original like Flower and Garden Festival booths back in the day. And it was like 15, and it was like a lot, yeah. but it really wasn't exactly. You know? <laughs> Right, so I don't know. It it still it, it may get busy, but I'll I'll report back. I'll let you know. <laughs> you can follow uh, Jeff at uh, Brain Plain Brain Do or uh, <laughs> or One of those. the Mickey Do or on the Mickey Dudes. Uh, de- <laughs> de- Jeff will be uh, posting and updating everybody on it. So yeah. sorry, Dave, to hijack your show. I just wanted to throw my two cents in about that. It's all of our shows, my friend. Uh, I know I'm still a little off tonight, so like I said before. <laughs> and I was I was up to you anyway, right? You, yeah, you gave she, your yes, gold, right? So my yes, my gold medal is uh, I'm going with the uh, the pressed brioche ice cream sandwich at La Artisan. I can never say this. Das Glacius. I don't know. I, I can't. Uh, Artisan There, yeah, exactly. So, but if I were to pick any of the flavors there, though, I'm going with the coconut white chocolate. Ooh. So that's my damn. And that's something recently I discovered. Um, you know, I never used to really go in that, that back corner there. And, you know, I'm just like, wow, there's a whole different world back here with a lot of great desserts and stuff like that. And then <laughs> I tried this and I was like, wow, this is amazing. So I'm a sucker for coconut. Um, That's also Dave's before. number one. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> well, but I am. <laughs> yeah. Ironically, I said, I, I'm going to piggyback off you, Joe. Yeah, I'm with you. I, you. We can skip me, but basically I'm, I'm with you, man. That, that's got to be. God's gift to snacks right there. It's just so good. Yes. 
But I think so I would yeah, choose. I think I would choose. Uh, I think what I do is use cappuccino. So, so yeah, I don't know. It's just a little different spin on it. See, I would get one of those uh, ice cream macarons that they have there because they always have the flavor of the month. Yeah, those are awesome. There's, there's so many good flavors back there. So many different things, you know. And I don't know. I just think I still think, even though we've discussed it before, I know Dave, you're a big, you know, fan of you know that pavilion. It's it's just one of those things that like I think it just still gets still gets overlooked. I mean, because it takes a little bit of effort to go back there. So right. I don't know. I think Everything also so it's a very. I think it's also a very um, intimidating pavilion. It's I mean, have you have you ever like? I feel so out of place in that pavilion sometimes. You know, you like perfume shops and stuff like that, and like these high end boutiques. It's like, why is that in? The, why is that in a theme park? It just doesn't. It it feels like it just doesn't fit, and I feel like I should. I feel like I'm like, in the middle of. Uh, Fifth Avenue on the on the uh, Upper East Side, and it just kind of like I don't know. Like I just kind of feel like if I'm in one of those shops, I don't want to turn around because I'm afraid I'm going to knock something down and break it and be charged like uh, arm and a leg. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I mean, it's like I mean, I think it's it's different. I think it's cool that every shop isn't full of like IP merchandise. I know you're a big IP guy, but like you know. It's like back in the day, didn't like Disneyland have like magic shops and brassiere shops and top hat shops mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of like a little bit old schoolness, you know. Well, I, well, I do like IP. I do enjoy the actual shops because this year I tried to do a when Christmas shopping. I tried to do uh, something from each pavilion for somebody else in my family, and I was able to get my grandmother some really nice scarves from uh, the French pavilion. So there you go. Yeah. Alrighty, and I can't believe I'm leaving the World Showcase and going back to Future World, but I am going to the Land Pavilion for my number one, and I am going down to Sunshine Seasons, and I'm getting my favorite thing of all in Disney World, and that is a piece of strawberry shortcake. Nice. It is just so fresh over there. There's there's blogs out there that rank all of the strawberry shortcake on property. This one always rates high. Is it my favorite strawberry shortcake on property? No, but since I'm in Epcot, it's still strawberry shortcake. It still wins out over everything else. And this is me. This is me who said he's more of a savory guy than a sweet guy. But well, you know, I have the sweetest, sweetest disposition. <laughs> you know, I'm like Donald Duck. I never start an argument. I know. I never. I never show a bit of temperament. I'm never wrong. I'm always right. I never dream of starting a fight. Yet I get stuck with all of that luck. No one but me and Donald Duck. <laughs> I've, I've been on a uh, kick of uh, old-time uh, Donald Duck cartoons on Disney Plus, and I just—they're uh, just pure joy. Just when Donald gets mad, there's something inside of me that just leaps with joy. Yeah, it's like da David and I are like opposite. I just finished watching like The Sopranos for the second time with my wife, who's never seen it before. So Dave's watching Donald Duck. I'm watching Tony Soprano, you know. So it's uh, like a complete opposite uh, ends of the spectrum. Nice. I don't have a good response to that one. I don't know. I just figured, I literally just we just finished watching it last night, so I just 
wanted to throw my two cents in. Dave, like I said, I'm off tonight, man. I'm okay, off. so what did she think of the ending? My wife was confused, and she's like, "I don't get it." She, I'm still, I'm still confused. She, she thought like Meadow got shot. I said, "Baby, you're not even close." I said, "Like that's not what happened." And I like, I asked her, and she just can't. I said, "There really is no." It's that it's whatever you think it is. I'm like, it's, it's, that's why it's so good. But it is a little frustrating. Oh, I was angry, but I have with eaten that, that. I have eaten in that place before, the Hallstatt's place. I actually eaten like actually at the Greek place next door to it. So. It's crazy, but anyway. So. Well, most most of the most of the places in, in there are in my brother's neighborhood, North Caldwell. So, but I digress. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for us to pay tribute to the great Lightning McQueen in a little segment we call the Piston Cup Challenge. Okay, so Tori, we are going to ask you a series of rapid-fire questions about your love of Disney to kind of give our uh, listeners more of an accurate picture of who you are within the Disney universe. Uh, and anytime we have Joe on, I like to have Joe start the Piston Cup because Joe originally started off as a guest on this show who was then later on added as a Mickey dude. And we created the Piston Cup Challenge for him because he was actually our first ever special guest and kind of stuck around. Yeah, I'm kind of like a big, I love cars and I love racing in real life. So they kind of like, it's kind of nice, you know, that I actually, I get to, you know, quiz people for our new guests that come on the show. So come a long way, Dave, in how many years, right? So Yeah, exactly. And with that, gentlemen, start your engines. Joseph, Florence. All right, Tori, uh, favorite Star Wars movie? Jedi. Jeff, favorite... Florence. Favorite part? Epcot. Time for me to floor it with your favorite spot in Disney Springs. Disney Springs, Boathouse. Joe, Florence. All right, what's your favorite Pixar movie? Toy Story. Jeff, Florence. Favorite restaurant? California Grill. And I'm going to floor it with monorail or boat. Monorail. Joe, floor it. Dole Whip or Citrus Swirl? Dole Whip. <laughs> Jeff, floor it. Favorite Disney princess? Jasmine. And coming down the stretch, you think he's going to make it, guys? He's got to floor it one more time. Favorite Disney villain? Ooh, Scar. Did he make it, guys? Did he hit, did he hit the checkered flag? Of course he did. He's from Jersey. He absolutely <laughs> made a checkered flag. <laughs> nice. Yeah, well, we, we know how Jersey drivers are, so. Hey. <laughs> At least I can make a left-hand turn. <laughs> Sorry. I kid because I love. Or in, or in Joe's case, I kid because I like to annoy. Yeah, you do a good job of that, Dave. Although we've been doing it for how many years? We've been annoying each other, so. Yeah, well. <laughs> you always hurt the ones you love, so. That's right. I really, that's, right. So. That's, why, that's why I like to really uh, just uh, dig that ice pick in. <laughs> but with that, Joseph, I'm going to throw a curveball at you. And uh, do you have a tip from Saratoga Joe?
this week's uh, best bet with Saratoga Joe is with all the changes coming to Walt Disney World under the COVID-19 regime, uh, there's been a lot of changes made to the Disney transportation, how it's going to be running right now. Uh, DVC resorts are open, but the monorails aren't running. The buses aren't running. Only run to Disney Springs. Uh, boat trip station is limited to non-existent right now. So my best bet for uh, Saratoga Show's best bet is if you're staying at the Treehouse Villas and you need to, you're thinking about using Disney Transportation, maybe think twice about that. Maybe think about renting a car because of the limited bus service. So not only will you be waiting, uh, the bus service will be limited from the Treehouse Villas and you have to take the bus to the Springs to transfer to another bus to the parks. But the bus space is limited on the bus. I know it usually seats, what, like 70-something, Dave, or 60-something with standing room. It's now down to 20 or less than that with the, with the with the groups. So my bet is if you can and you're able to, and you're staying over in Treehouseville at Saratoga Springs, rent a car for the foreseeable future because it's God knows how long does it take you to transfer how many buses just to get to a theme park when we get up fully, run, fully up and running. So that is my best bet with Saratoga Joe is if you're staying in a Treehouse Villas, Rent a car for the meantime because to take Disney buses is going to be possibly a nightmare. And that was an awesome recovery. And thank you. We're going to start with you as we go around the table to find out where we can be found on the various interwebs. So, Joseph, where are you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Joe Quat. You can also find me at Instagram at Joe Quat and over at the uh, resortloop.com DVC roundtable uh, show. And I know we're going to have some new things over at the. Uh, our resort loop coming up soon, so uh, stand by for that. It's going to be exciting stuff. Awesome. Jeff, where are you? I'm at BrainDud92 on Twitter and just plain old BrainDew, D-E-W, on Instagram. Tori, where can you be found? Uh, Michelle and I can be found on Instagram at wishuponacookie201, or you can go visit us at our website, wishuponacookie.com. And I'm Figments Reality on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find the Mickey Dudes over on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. You can find us on Instagram at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, hope we made you hungry. Go out, enjoy a snack for today, and make it magical. Just listen to another exciting episode at the Mickey Dudes Podcast. You can find the Mickey Dudes on Facebook at the Mickey Dudes Podcast and on Twitter at the Mickey Dudes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please share the love on Stitcher or iTunes. Thank you for tuning in and we'll see you again real soon.